This is a, a disaster story for a patient I just saw uh, a few weeks ago in my clinic, and it brought me to think about some things. This is a gentleman that came to me that reportedly had about 1,700 uh, FUE grafts performed in Dallas, and he had only probably about six or seven of those grafts out of 1,700 growing. His donor area was not fully compromised yet, thank God. Um, but on the front side, he just had a few grafts growing out of the 1700, which was shocking to me. Um, my survival rate is way over 90%, you know, and possibly way higher than that in most, in most normal FUE cases. But his, his graft survival was close to zero. And what's interesting is that the grafts that did survive were also miniaturized. And it's not due to the fact that the person's donor hair looked compromised. In other words, if he, if, uh, poor hairs were chosen, to be transplanted, um, that would be one story. But in this case, they were high quality grafts, most likely, given what I looked at in the donor area. Um, but they were miniaturized. And the reason why they were miniaturized is due to traumatic insertion, traumatic harvesting. Uh, so all those combinations cause the issue. But what this podcast actually is talking about, which is shocking beyond all of that, is a person actually had a transgender type of hairline or female hairline, and this person was not transgendered. It was a female hairline um, that was was made um, on the on the uh, on the scalp, and it was a very odd appearance. Now, fortunately, it was such a bad FUE transplant where so few grafts survived that I told him that he actually didn't even need to remove those hairs because you could barely see them, but they were shaped in a in a female hairline pattern. So, like six hairs grew in some weird distribution along the scalp. Um, but again, you can only see it when you're really close up to the scalp. And I asked him what was going on, and turns out the doctor allowed him to draw the hairline. And so when he asked me whether I could, he could draw the hairline, I said, absolutely no. He was trying to show me what he wanted. And when I, and this is the, the issue, is that even when I teach my students uh, at my workshop in St. Louis on how to do hairline design, the new guys that are just starting out, they listen to all the basic principles of how to make natural hairlines. You can listen to those lectures on, on YouTube. Um, they still have no real concept of how to do it well because it takes years of experience to draw a natural hairline to see when a hairline looks artificial. And so this gentleman that had, had this hairline um, drawn, you know, that the hair surgeon gave over, gave the pen over to draw it, I will never do that. And the other thing is people say, you know, should I bring in some old photos? No, because the old photos of your old hairline really don't matter to me. What I need to see is where you are now. And I need to think about in the future, how can this hairline not only look natural now, but how is it going to age for you in 10 years, 5 years, 15 years, 20 years? What are the things, what, what supply do I have to manage future problems? A lot of doctors, especially nowadays that salespeople are meeting with you, not doctors, there's just a complete callous disregard for what you look like in 5 to 10 years because they can pocket the money and leave. So the biggest thing I want you to understand is my standard of natural is so far beyond yours, and I'm not going to give you the pen to draw your hairline in because it's not going to look right. Now, of course, if there's something you don't like about what I've drawn, if there's things we can talk about, I can you know, discuss with you, we can make modifications. But you know, those, those modifications always have to fall in the realm of natural. I will never just give you a pen and let you go for a free-for-all. There's actually one exception to that. The one exception to that is eyebrows. Um, because eyebrows, you know, they all come, come in all different shapes and sizes. And for me to just draw the eyebrow before, in the past I would draw the eyebrow and people wouldn't have 
you know, not be happy with it. They, they want it a different way. So now I let them start with drawing the eyebrows they want, the way they want them, because people pluck and shape eyebrows in different ways. So once they get that design down, then I will then modify it. For example, I had a gentleman that was from Houston that wanted a monobrow, a unibrow. And I just thought that was not in good taste. Um, and I was able to actually spend a long time negotiating with him to get an eyebrow that still looked natural and dissuade him from that because, you know, that's probably one of those, you know, of course a unibrow is natural. It's just not attractive. And so the, the eyebrows though is probably the one exception of where you would probably be given the pen to start the drawing process. But for hairlines, absolutely no, you should not start the process of drawing it. Um, and this is what sort of bothers me is today we're in a world where doctors are not really in charge of the procedure. Um, salespeople are in charge of selling it to you and then you get away with results that just look abysmal.